0: morning everyone or should I say good morning Manute yeah that's what I should say (laughs) but yeah welcome 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 to everyone who's joining us live and anyone who's listening over on the podcast um this is good morning Manute and I am your hostess with the (laughs) mostest no joking um so my name is Buki everyone and I am your host for today alongside my two favorite friends Kieran and Kieran C so I'll let them introduce themselves but today we have two special guests Liam and Eve, and I'll also let them introduce themselves afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, Kieran, Kieran C, and then Liam and Eve.
1: Yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm at this point by now, it's in six years, catch up. So Kieran Watts, Vice President of Welfare Quality here, and I'm the co-hostess with the nomosist Uh so that's me. Over to you, Kieran C.
2: Yeah. I feel an awful pressure to come up with some sort of slogan, but I'm just—I'm just—I'm Karen Coughlin, the chaplain. For those that don't know me, and uh, yeah, I am the hostess with the roastess, I don't know. I'm running oh. out of words. So oh, so awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means we'll do—we'll do a roasting later. So yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. Maybe we will. Well, yeah, and then we've got Liam, and then Eve. It-
3: Hi everyone, my name is Liam Cosgrove and I am a third and final year politics and sociology student so you can kind of guess why I'm here and I'm also the president-elect of Middle Students Union which is the first time I, first time I think I've ever said that which is so weird um, and yeah, good to be here and I don't have a rhyme or anything like that so I'm just going to pass it on really quick. <laughs> hey everyone,
4: I'm Eve, I'm a first year history and English student and I'm also an independent senator-elect so I'm new here too. I have mm-hmm. not one to introduce
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I just say I, I, I love the way Liam was saying it. I've heard the first time I ever said that No it isn't, no it isn't, we know it's not Liam wakes <laughs> up in the in morning Liam wakes up in the morning and like gets his mirror and goes, good morning Mr. President how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yes, I'm, I'm doing fabulous like that's that's how Liam wakes up in, in the morning, but uh, look well look, well deserved, I, I was the same when I got my welfare vote, I was like, good morning Mr. VP, every morning but uh, no, it's great to have his vote here, it's great to like to uh, like to have the elections all done with. Now we can all get on with our lives. And um, but fair play to you both. Uh, congratulations. Okay. Um, and fair play to every candidate. Um, on the elections. And yeah, no. So I'll pass it back over to Buki. I Just wanted to make that comment. That was all. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I wonder is today like today is Liam gonna say I'm the president elect? Is Eve gonna say I'm like huh. independent under elect? And I was like hoping you would because I'm like, come on now, you know. You I'm
1: I'm unemployed elect. If that counts, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: You
0: know, I'm
1: to the to days, days. <laughs> yeah. 14 weeks to go yeah yeah you're back in
2: the back on the street Kieran. back in the street <laughs> I'm not back to it.
1: college it's like it's like having
2: joe biden and Kamala harrison in the house you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, are you calling just... me are you calling me mike pence <laughs> i know somebody's, like getting, so, somebody's
2: getting called donald trump but we all go there it, it, it <laughs> but yeah yo i just wanted to
0: let's get straight into it, i suppose but um before we do that, actually, let me quickly remind y'all that our sponsors for today's show and for the rest of the year is Life Credit Union Minute, and so shout out to Life Credit Union for sponsoring the prize today, which we'll be doing um, at some point. I don't know when, because it depends on how spicy this conversation does get. <laughs> so that being said, I think we can go to Kieran's corner and see if Kieran C has any updates for mm-hmm.
2: Updates? Well, uh, I, I usually go and try and find some mad information. About today and stuff like that but I just thought at this time of the year uh I think people are just more down to business down to brass tacks so just to say a big shout out to the new I know you guys have, have spoken about it but the new mental health nurse on the student services team so again for those that don't know I'm part of the student services team so just for everybody now in the final stretch which it kind of feels like that um kind of always when you go past uh Patty's day you always think uh right here we go last little stretch um just remember, there's people there that are there to help you. So, so having a mental health nurse now is great. So if you didn't know about that, uh, reach out or if it's somebody you need to speak to, if you feel that's that's, that's something, you, a conversation you want to have. Uh, I'm still meeting with students. Uh, student support officers still meeting with students the budgeting advice officer is meeting with students. So that could be something on the back of today. So
1: Advice, um, advice officers. We now have two. Yeah, all yeah, two. that's another thing. We now have two student budgeting advice officers.
2: In, <laughs> indeed. And actually, that's that's brilliant because that means the, the waiting time is greatly reduced. That used to be a massive pain I think everybody's back. So it's just, uh, whether we liked it or not, It's just the way it was. It was one person doing the role. So it's great having two in there. Um, just, yeah, there's just, there's so much going on for students, like, what I would say in my corner today, I don't like just one message to everybody that's listening to this. It's like whatever you think, like, oh, God, I'm not going to get over the finish line. I'm not like I've talked to a few students recently. Oh, I don't know if I can make it. Um, you can make it. And there's nothing that can stop you making it. Even if you think like even if you're listening to this going, ah oh, yeah, but you don't know my situation. It's like, well, no, I do know your situation. I've been there. I nearly dropped out my final year in uh, March of that year. So I know what it's like and everybody's different reasons. So whether it's like your mental health, whether it's like uh, your physical health, because there's a health center there as well, or whether it's like your financial or spiritual health or whatever it is, don't let any of those things stop you getting over the line. You will make it. And as sure as anything, you'll be there like a few days after that last exam going, oh God, thank God I stuck it out. Like whatever else happens now, I've at least I've done it like you know uh so yeah just just reach out so my email is chaplaincy at mu.e, and just reach out to me if you want and I, I can introduce you to whoever it is you know um but yeah that's that's me really nothing more than that yeah. oh actually one more thing I'll be sending out a survey soon to students who've engaged with me over the last couple of years uh, and offering some prizes and stuff so keep an eye out any the, any people who know me or have, have ever seen me or interacted with me so there you go
0: I actually really always enjoy Kieran's corner because I'm like hmm I didn't know know most of that information but it was nice to hear it as well because especially now when you're looking at students who are like especially on this topic it's like very topical with the fact that people are struggling a lot with the year and semester two is always just like that it's that stretch that you just have to kind of get through but um yeah so thank you so much for that Kieran yeah yeah, so the topic of the week oh my days (laughs) when I, sips tea sips tea the topic of the week when i came up with this name i was like i need to like just tear it apart and i was like when i thought of like who am i going to put on the show i said to like all the officers I, like, I need two people who will tear this crap up like i need it and i was like okay liam and eve were two names that popped up and i was like right let's do it but the <sighs> topic for today is college fees a scam now i like, put a question like at the end so you can interpret it whatever way you want but as far as I feel, you know, it's a little bit. More, it's a little bit of a yes. But yeah, so I'm just going to go around the virtual room and maybe I'll go to UE first um, and then to you, Liam. But college fees, scam, question mark. Yes or no? 100%. Yeah, thank you, Absolutely ridiculous.
2: Well, you're not on the fence anyway.
0: Just like hell. <laughs> you know, yourself.
3: Yeah, I feel like we're all kind of going to agree on this one. I do think it is a scam, especially in Ireland. Look, let's be real; nothing in this world is free. Um, you know, you expect we all expect to pay something along the way, but the highest fees in the European Union three thousand plus euro if you're a postgrad, ridiculously high amounts of money. You know, for an education that I'm sorry, it's not at all worth the money that you're paying for. And don't even try to convince me that it is. You know, and at the end of the day, it has to come back to the fact that education is a right; it's not a privilege. So I don't understand why we've gotten that messed up in Ireland. Um, and it really needs to change
0: y'all y'all he said all right not a privilege when you drop that word privilege I was like this, this is the problem <laughs> mm-hmm. it's that privilege that people don't seem to recognize and I think that when you're looking at privilege in the world, you're like oh no I don't want to be called privilege but that's the fact that's what it is education yeah. is, is taken to the point of like exploitation mm-hmm. and you don't want us you don't want to be like oh no I'm not like we're, we need to pay for things but no like at the end of the day think about it like what you just said this year especially has been a shambles it's been a shambles you've been sitting behind the screen trying to do things and you know we'll talk about it later y'all I don't want to get too deep into it but yeah I, Kieran and Kieran C as well I want to even hear your opinions too because
1: yeah uh, I, I do love it at the moment you know it's like so for it's like you know it's like one of those really bad ads that you see on tv like you know at 1am in the morning where it's like you know call now for only for the, for the great price of 3,000 euro you'll not only get loads of assignments but you'll also get the inability to actually engage with your friends in a meaningful way because we're going to do it all online. And don't forget the added mental health pressure that's going to be thrown on top of you because you're doing it all in a pandemic. Call now. Like it's very
2: much <laughs> no like, you're looking at it like I haven't seen that actually,
1: Like you you're look yeah, it, it's 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 a great ad, you know, and it really <laughs> makes you go when you're like delirious at one AM in the morning. You're like, Oh my god, that sounds like a great idea. Um but no, I think look, you know, it, it, it's 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 not it's not good at all, um, for what people are paying for at the moment, especially. I think in general, I mean, I think I, I think it's all well and good to say, you know, oh, we're in a pandemic and you know we shouldn't have to pay three thousand euro a year in a pandemic. It's like no, we shouldn't have to pay three thousand euro a year. Period. Like that's like it's 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 not just because I think that's something we also need to recognise that it's not. I think it's people are um are realising now more so, um how much they're actually paying for education and what they're actually getting back out of it. And they're realizing a lot more now because they're not, it's like, it's not being buffered by all the fun stuff we love about college when you're actually realizing that like, you know, yes, you're paying your fees to go to college and yes, you get a student experience. But like at the end of the day, what we're being told now, you know, is that, oh, when we, when we put the argument forward of, you know, students aren't getting that student experience so why are they paying the three grand the argument that we're getting back is well you know you're not paying for student experience you're paying for a degree and then it's like well i'm happy to pay that so it's not just going to be a case of just during the pandemic year it's also like well you know we need to be actually looking at the cost of higher education and what the government and the society as a whole gets back from um, third level graduates and the investment in our in the future of the country and like what really is the price on that so like i think it's it's a big discussion. Um but yeah, definitely overpriced. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's not it's not on at the moment.
0: I think um I don't know if anyone, Lee Eve or Liam, if you wanted to even comment on anything, just definitely jump in and say whenever you do have something to say. Um, but someone I was posting all this stuff on my social media like recently about like, you know, yeah, college is a scam essentially. <laughs> and like people will be coming into my DMs we saying, but it's not actually that expensive. Now these are people from like yeah, from outside of like Ireland who are like maybe hey, or you know, you know, them UK ones that'll be coming through and they'll be like, but that's not as expensive of what we have to pay. And I'm like, I actually replied and I was like, that's a you problem because <laughs> <laughs> that's a you problem because at the end of the day, yeah. want everything to buy everything,
2: everything, in context, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just thinking, I probably need me P45 after this because <laughs> I'll be coming out with some stuff that I'll be going against, <laughs> against a few people, but uh, no, but do, do you know what? Like, it's um, it, I I have to say right because i see it from support level. so like when you yeah. see people get like we see students getting so stressed over finance like where finance becomes such a block it, it's sad for me because like if you think about like i was probably one of the first people in my family to go to university like when i came to minute i did my undergrad back in like you know medieval years of 2002 and back when copper and iron ore don't even discover but like i i like, yeah, I was one of the first people in my family to go to university, and that's that was always a trend with Minute because of the way the university was situated. So it was always a lot of like first generational uh university, and there's something like special about that. It's like gra- yeah. it's like and you're that's opening still the-, the way it is. It is the way it's still it's still very much like that. So it's like you're opening the door to the rest of your family, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like here's a chance for maybe a different kind of lifestyle to come into <laughs> a family, or or you know, the opportunities and all that kind of stuff. And it's sad to see us over the last few years and those students who are really struggling, it is very sad to see that fina- like finance can be a block to your education because then you look at society and you think it's a it's a wrong society where money still dictates how successful you are in life. Hmm. So at least to give you the, at least to get you onto the, the I, I feel like the common playing field now is just having an undergrad degree because I think everybody realizes once you get through undergrad, I realized that the hard way is like, I uh, might need to go back and do more study if I want to do that. You know, and then then it's a real cost. You're talking about doing a master's, like then you're yeah. talking much more money on top of that. So why can't we get people at least to a level playing field? If you want to go into a trade or something else or an internship, that's fine. But if you like to at least get like I don't know, 60, 70% of the young people in Ireland on a level playing field, as in undergrad degree, it shouldn't shouldn't cost an arm and a leg. I think everybody doesn't mind certain fees to cover like administration and stuff like that with a college. You understand certain fees, but like Government's got to step in. When you think it, when you think it is some of the money. Like I, I, always go on about that e-flow on, on the M50. was like the money being made on that road. Like, <laughs> like- that even not go towards universities. Because like there's so many places you could take money from. That, yeah. that that you wonder where it's going. Like so, I just think yeah, that's the the sad thing for me. And is like m- money. It, it, that's wrong. Like that is wrong because yeah. you'll see you'll see students who come from um, who come from go back like kind of financial uh, financially strong backgrounds and like it's no big deal to them they've loads of money walk around to students who are literally like homeless mm-hmm. um trying to beg and steal money even to eat and that's just wrong like that's mm-hmm. you know like whatever about your drinking money that's that's all we like that or whatever like about your kind of spending money but at least if you can just come in and go to college and not have to worry about money like that's yeah. I think that's a basic role for everybody, you know.
0: So, yeah, I was even going yeah. to just ask um to, to, to even Liam, like as students you have both mentioned, like how has just seen the way you know the year has gone? How have you? How's that made you feel as students? I might start with Liam and then go even you y'all just you know you know how to do it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, angry. obviously frustrated, annoyed, I think, you know, for the three years that I've been here, I've had to work every year. um, And like, especially in my first year, it was really disappointing, because you feel like you're not getting the most out of your degree. And because you end up like missing lectures, this and that or missing assignments and stuff like that, because you have to go to work to be able to afford to do those assignments and to go to college, like it doesn't make sense. Um, And then this year, I think as we've kind of had a chance to, to take a bit of a breather from that and then also the fact that obviously the pandemic has come in we've been forced to go back home but then the fees continue to rise up you have to continue to pay accommodation fees various different things that like it's not just the student contribution fee we pay a student levy we pay accommodation you pay for your books some books as like as much as hundreds of euro like for books like you for real yeah in the library do you know what I mean so you can see where people are getting frustrated and I think that's the important thing for me is let's use that frustration now because as Kieran said it's not like this has just happened it's not like oh the pandemic it's so bad that we're paying these fees. It's bad that we're paying these fees in general. Like, and I might just go back if I might just to about like the nineties. Nineteen ninety six was when you know fees were scrapped altogether, and when a Labour. Um, TD called uh, Neve Ratnak became minister for education, but it was also through a lot of lobbying by USI that fees overall were scrapped, and they started off on on a basic level of paying for you know what you need. So it worked out at about 150 euro, I think, at that time, which is our student. That's just our student levy right now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? On top of everything else, um, and then it moves up throughout the years as you see the government getting a bit sly and starting to increase it, increase it, um, until about 2007, 2008, when that increases by 363 percent. To three thousand euro plus, that that doesn't make sense. And the only way that you can add it up is by looking at the investment level as well. And I know I'm talking a load of stuff here, but I, I think well, it's important to understand that we're not just crying. Oh, we need to pay money. No, like this. Let's look at the actual facts. Let's look at the history. And it's the facts are that while the student contribution has increased, while the the burden on students has increased, the investment in higher education hasn't increased in fact it has decreased and how does that make sense do you know what I mean so like while we talk about and this is what I find interesting is people being like oh mommy and daddy pay for my education or like you know they mightn't have to worry about it that much do you know what I mean there's people who you know don't have to worry about the financial cost so much but let's look at the service that you're getting even for the money that you're paying there's no way that that's equal and it's not just about students it's also sorry I'm, I'm talking way too much but it's also about the staff no, it's also about postgrads it's also about everyone else who's yep. impacted in the system when it's not invested in so sorry, tangent, but yeah.
1: You're <laughs> oh, you're 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 definitely right. Like, and, and I think, and that's that's the thing. I like people because obviously, look, I, I think with everything in life, um, when you look at accommodation, I have the same mindset in that, like, you know, and it's something that I've discussed it even student services. Like, you know, we we obviously would have a like a a generic idea of you know if you're paying for student accommodation it should be in and around these price ranges to make it as affordable as possible to the most amount of students while also balancing out obviously the cost of like running an accommodation service for students but no matter what there's always going to be like no matter what the price is it's always going to be affordable for someone it's just whether that person is someone who's on basic minimum wage or if that person is on a hundred grand a month, you know like some things will be will be affordable for some people, so while uh, like you know some people will have the mindset of oh yeah, you know, like three grand a year, so that's not that bad like and and um, but it doesn't mean it's not just because it's not that bad doesn't mean it's good, you know like I mean when you look at say America and the u k like I speak you were saying it's like it's very easy to say oh it could be much worse but just because things could be much worse doesn't mean they can't be better like you yeah, can yeah, yeah. like you can lose you could lose a leg in a in a car accident and you could turn around and say like you know oh it could be someone could turn around to you and be like oh it could be much worse you could lost both your legs like yeah but i could not lost either you know just because it's 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 You'd probably
2: give that Not person a slap either. here. On. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, and that's, that's, to and that's like... the
1: mentality, you know. It's like, well, fees, like the way fees are at the moment. It's like you know, a three grand for some people. A lot of the time, especially with the way the grants are at the moment, there's I find, and um, there is like, the way it kind of is. There's like almost like three levels of people at the moment. In that, there's the people who can afford to pay the three grand and get on with their lives and it's just like not a drop in the ocean per se um because i know like but it doesn't really like they don't think about it too much then you have like the people who would struggle to afford that and are supported through grant systems and then there's people in the middle who i find um the majority of students fall into in that, and they can pay their fees but it doesn't really leave them with much else so maybe it's the fact they get the grant and the grant just covers it and then they're like either unable to go and get work um, to then kind of try and boost um, their ability to afford uh, college because then they'd be at risk of, you know, losing access to the grant, which put them in an even worse situation. Or it's a case of, you know, where they don't qualify for a grant and they're able to pay for it, but just about. And then, you know, it's they're struggling to then pay for the additional costs. Like they might be able to afford the fees, but they might be struggling to afford the levy, you know? And I think that's like, it's it really doesn't create an equal playing field at the moment at all and i and, and i agree with you kieran like it really should be a case of no matter who you are no matter where you come from like education should be something that we should be using to uplift our society and to better um our society and give people access to better in their own situation you know um and it's like it's like getting access to education shouldn't be you know buying your way into the poker table you know it's not a case you shouldn't be have to say you know here's your here's your buy-in bet and you can only sit at this table if you have that money in the first place and then you want to win more money that's fine like it should be a case of it's open to everyone everyone has the same opportunities no matter where you come from and then use education to then better your own situation like because a lot of people are coming from um from maybe lower income backgrounds or um or much more difficult socioeconomic backgrounds. And it's just, it's much more of a struggle for them to, you know, probably engage with the college experience on one hand, because, you know, whether it's the case of that they're working full time alongside the degree to be able to stay in the degree and then aren't able to engage in the student life aspect and are losing it on that side of things, or it's the case of that they're so worried about the financial stress of third level education that they are struggling with their degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that goes for a lot of people and other different things like there's just so much that goes into it like
2: yeah. I, I think college I think college fees off. Kieran, are like what you're saying and what everybody's going to say in here like college fees are on top of the cost of living and I think that's where that's where they need somebody from the government like to be on the ground to actually say what's mm-hmm. it like nowadays to be a student and like before you even get your college fees you're already stressed about your accommodation costs now probably everybody's in the same boat in society as far as accommodation is is in ridiculous state in Ireland like rent and stuff is just crazy but you, you that, that's whatever that's having a job or getting even getting let's say social welfare but if you're a student when you're getting nothing it's like right okay already that's a stress to me so I there's this awful pattern with I can see it because like okay it might seem like forever ago but it's not that long ago like I remember like when I was into when I started university I wouldn't have come to minute I, well I don't know I, I honestly don't know but I'd say there was be a strong chance. I would have maybe stuck with a trade or something like that uh, if I'd have seen kind of the costs that are involved now. I don't think I would have come to university because Mm -hmm. at that time, the free fees was very much in place. Like 2002, was probably increased a little bit, but I I had the basics to pay. I had like a registration fee, which was the highest amount, which was 750 or something, I think, at the time. But you could get kind of grants off the council and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I I was able to do it. Even then I used to kind of be giving out about uh, uh, money, but I certainly, if I'd have seen the costs involved, that would have definitely influenced my decision yeah, yeah and that's a sad thing to think of where you have a young person sitting at a kitchen table with their parents going can we do this can, yeah, can, like can i can i go to university like mm-hmm. and and you know mom and dad don't want to say no and then what stresses is that put on the family uh who maybe mother the mom or dad could be out of work or could be a single parent family or you wouldn't know the background everybody's yeah. family life is so completely different so th- that's that, that's the kind of the ground level stuff and then because of that then and this is the biggest part you guys mentioned this year with COVID now no, look nobody's COVID's is nobody's fault right it's obviously how yeah. you deal with things as well is a big thing but like nobody expected all this to happen but and the student experience is lost but for me like the student experience has been suffering for a long time before COVID right. and they like the idea of having a commute or college where students don't get to hang around afterwards because they yeah. can't they can't afford accommodation because, as you're saying, everything is being used up by the fees. They've no money for anything else. They're missing out on a massive part of the university. Yep. Like, one thing you'll hear, right, and this is where I'll, I'll probably challenge the, the, the president to come out and maybe tell me I'm wrong. When you listen to the introduction talks at around orientation, right, a big part of it is the experience you're going to have in the university and what it's going to do for you. And it does way more for you than beyond the study, beyond the academic. You'll learn how to, like you know be able to like present you'll be you'll come out in yourself as an individual come out of your shell you'll learn you know all these kind of flourishing aspects but a big part of that is the social side of it where you learn to interact with people you'll come across different opinions you'll engage with other students all this kind of stuff way beyond the academic side um and and to lose that because you can't afford to stay up in the evening so you can't take part in any of the clubs and sock stuff or whatever you, you know where it's I'm great. going guys like it's, yeah, it's it, like there's weird. so yeah. much to this and, and that, that idea is just being hit I think we see that
3: especially when we go to like protest and things like this and I find it a lot like especially on Twitter because that's a hot, hot boiling pot like don't go on Twitter like <laughs> <laughs> you're complaining and you're saying you know this isn't fair it's not right and then people come along oh it's not fair students so you're just out on the piss all the time you're living the best years of your life best years of my life where
4: where, where? where? i'm stuck in my room all year Who is thousands
3: of euro to do a degree that to be honest we're kind of forced into because like you said you know undergraduate degrees are basically the new leaving cert like but yeah, yeah. To pay thousands more for them
2: but liam they're, 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 that's coming from an age group probably because I'm, I'm 40 now so like Probably people in my generation are probably the ones doing that. And they're the ones who might, maybe they didn't go to college. So they were stuck in a, in a trade working as whatever, or they went straight into office work, or they did go to college and they were just having on the lash all the time. So that's what they yeah. think it's like. Yeah. It's different. I'm back now, I see the reality. A lot of those people, they don't see the reality on the ground. If they had even a kid, in, 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 like one of you guys is one of their children, they wouldn't be on Twitter giving out. It's people no. who don't know. I, yeah. I do might-
0: even let Eve jump in as
4: well. Yeah, I, get you. <laughs> um, I definitely think that it's a class issue. Oh, 100% it's a class issue. I myself, I'm on Susie. If I didn't get Susie, I wouldn't be going to college. Simple as couldn't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Even the application to get a Susie grant is dismal. I applied for mine, because la- I did a PLC last year. I applied for mine and I knew I was completely like eligible for it and um, no I was like what so I repealed it no yeah your documents are not sufficient and this is like taken as like family circumstances and they don't take that into account mm. so I wrote a letter to every single party someone in the party who was involved in education in some way shape or form I got replies from some I got didn't get replies from um, a certain few parties I won't name but we all know who and um, the only person who helped me with my application was Senator Lynn, R- Lynn Ruan. She brought it up in the Oroctus to Philip Connolly and said, like, I had my letter there. And she was like, question him on it. Like, why isn't, like, the, the application for Susie made it easier for students? And why, in the taking into account, like, different backgrounds, like, not everyone is the same. And hmm. No answer to that and all that. But anyway, I was awarded the grant in the end because I just wasn't going to stop.
2: 'cause yeah. I, was, I was going Fair to with another. Yeah. You shouldn't <laughs> no. have to fight that hard though, but well done, well done for fighting, yeah.
0: But you see, that that's the best thing. Oh sorry, go on. I'm oh, sorry, I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Ah, I was just saying that like they don't realise
4: it's an emotional like toll on people. It's not just the financial toll. Mm. To have to apply and then fight to to like pro well, like this about your family and like this about your mental health and like this about your financial situation. Like it takes a toll on you. Like why are you exposing me this much i like cutting into me this much just so i can afford to go to college like i'm sorry i came from a disadvantaged area i'm sorry i'm working class i'm sorry i'm poor like i'm so happy that there's people out there that can afford to go and not think twice like people don't like the government don't look at people like me and people in situations like like myself and go oh maybe we'll actually like um open our hearts a bit and like make education affordable for everyone
0: mm.
1: oh girl you hit me, you're right like yeah <laughs> and i just want to say i absolutely stan Ran. she's great um and she's actually like for anyone who doesn't know she was actually president of uh trinity Students union so if anyone is like very keen to push the student's voice it is Lynn. she's fantastic <laughs> yeah, she's great
0: she's like and a- like
1: and she comes from a background that like you know like she comes from a disadvantaged background as well so like she is like she does know the struggles uh, that students are facing like, she's not just like I think it's very easy for some politicians to to and look you know there's i'm not saying that you'd have to have lived experience in an issue to advocate on behalf of that issue, but um she has had experience in dealing with the issues that a lot of students face face and need to face um and she's great for vocalizing that but like yeah it, it is absolutely crazy, and I will say this if anyone is listening um at the moment the consult the government consultation on Susie is open at the moment Um so if you want to have your voice heard on, on 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 the issue of Susie um go to government.ie because there's an open consultation about that so you can actually submit um your thoughts to them for uh consideration about like what you think needs to change in relation to Susie so if anyone wants to do that do that there but yeah. 100% like and this it, it really is like this and it isn't just like the fee itself as as like Kieran was saying, like, I, I just did a, a mock number up there, but like, if you say three grand for, for a year of, of like, question, not even for a year, for nine months of, like, university experience, if you say three grand for fees, then let's say you're paying 600 euro a month for rent, which is cheap in terms of the, yeah. like, nationally. It's, 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 it's on the, like, it's kind of yeah, the, the more, it's a game towards the expensive side of Manooth, but it's not, like, the most expensive, but it's in around yeah, the yeah. average. Yeah. For nine months. Um and then on top of that, you're paying your levy. Let's say you're paying 150 euro a week to cover transport, food and bills. Um that works out as almost fifteen hundred or fifty, sorry, fifteen thousand euro. And that's just like essentially your fees and your living expenses for being in the university. And on top of that, you know, laptops and on top of that, all the extra stuff, whether it's like, you know, a course trip or anything. And you're talking that, like, it's not just three grand. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like people say, oh, three grand for university. But it's not. Three grand nah, is, like, it's, it's like one it's part problem. of it. And, yeah. and like, I know, like, I, I remember, because in my first year I commuted, um, and it was a private bus, you know, so it was, like, it was more expensive than public transport because it was the only way, I it was the only route from Manoose to Kundalkan. so it was, you're paying more expensive stuff for a private bus. But, um... I remember in my second year, I was like, you know what, I really want to get involved. And my only real option to do that was to move up because as I said, it was a private bus. It only really ran, it only ran up two times in the day as in, you were either up at nine o'clock or up at 12 o'clock or, and you left at either three or six. So after six, there was just no chance of you getting involved and stuff. Otherwise it was like three buses to get home uh, across public transport. And so I literally worked for the entire summer and spent the entire summer's pay on accommodation, just so I could stay up. And so I basically then worked during the year on top of that, just to keep myself going. Like, and then, and that was with help from my parents to pay fees, you know? So it was a case of like, they were like, I I, I am privileged enough to say like, you know, that my parents were able to help me in paying my fees. And and I thank them for that, you know? But they were very much like, look, we're happy to pay your fees, but if you like, but they were like, you know, you can live here. so they couldn't afford to pay for my accommodation you know so that's and that's and that's fine so I work I went and I, I worked my ass off for three months essentially nonstop in a full-time job just to be able to pay accommodation you know and it's like realistically if students are going out and are going to be working for the whole summer when you want your time your downtime like because you're obviously a lot of the time you're working throughout the year but if so if you're going to be spending your whole summer working you want to be able to then say I'm going to use that money to be able to like enjoy the student experience and you know alleviate some of those worries of finances during the year but if you're then having to spend it all on like if, if all the money's gone before you've even started the year because you're paying accommodation or whatever you're like what's the point <laughs> yeah, know.
2: you know it makes you it makes you think of like you know society right so what what kind of graduates do we want coming out of universities do we want students coming out completely stressed to the eyeball desperate to get the first job they can get just to get an income um, or do you want somebody coming out who's confident, who's been shaped well, who's been educated, who've had who've had a chance to be a young person and enjoy being a young person, and is now ready to kind of get stuck into a career? Um, or you know, you're gonna get basically a whole society that they're hitting like the early 30s, realizing, oh my god, I never even travelled, I never did anything, I just, you know, you're gonna you're talking about like the repercussions of that on the mental health, you know, uh, like people go on about mental health, but it is obviously it is so important but yeah. you think like what what, what impact is that going to have on uh, the infrastructure like the, the government like all the, the mental health services um, you know you it, they haven't really looked at that and it's only as time goes on you, you'll see that and because that's that's the university experience like that's it's so important <laughs> yeah. to young people it's so yeah. important to be young It's you have yeah. to enjoy it like you have to enjoy those years but even
1: yeah like I'll let someone come in I was, was going <laughs> to say i let someone come in now because like, I, I talked a lot there but I just say like When you said about travel, like I was saying about like working through the summer, like, you know, I have so many friends who would have said I'd love to go on a J1 or like, you know, or I'd love to go on Erasmus. But realistically speaking, if you go on your J1, generally you're going to come back with probably less than you're left with.
3: Oh, yeah. You actually don't
1: enjoy your J1, you know, it's not something you don't go abroad on a J1 to make money. You know, you go to experience another like another country or if you're going on Erasmus, you're not going on Erasmus to, um to make money you're going there to experience like another country and learn in a different environment but so many of my friends would have like said I'm not going to go on Erasmus because they couldn't afford the additional costs or they wouldn't go abroad in a J1 because they'd have to work for the entire summer to pay their fees and it's like that's not what you want in terms of, like you want graduates who are cultured who have had that life experience as you're saying like
2: yeah, yeah yeah
0: um. So, too <laughs> diver too diverse. Too diverse I'm looking at the time as well, and I'm conscious of that. <laughs> I'm looking at John. Like you're getting into it, but okay. So I want to go back to the point because I know Eve, you mentioned something, and I was like taken. I was kind of taking that in, and we were talking about privilege as well, and we we're talking about class issue. Mm-hmm. And one thing I would say just before I even asking you this question is that when it comes to the privilege of our government currently right now as well, the fact that they were able to even walk through our higher education systems basically for free and not pay a cent. Um, in comparison to what we're doing right now, to the students out there, I would say, do not let their privilege put you into a place of fear that you will not fight for yourself. This is this is the one thing that we're kind of going to talk about today, and I'm going to ask Liam and Eve, and you know, this anger and this frustration and this, you know, I think even Eve, you mentioned about how it's literally exposing you, it's exposing the most vulnerable, vulnerable aspects of your life, just so you can go to college. How can you now channel that frustration, that anger, that vulnerability? into change, into action, into, into, yeah, change in action, you know, today, especially now that we're in the middle of the protest kind of happening, so i let you all kind of open that discussion as well, i
4: I definitely think that if they're not going to, like, reduce the fees now, and they're going to be selfish and continue the way they are, something needs to be done about grants mm. to open access to more people so they can get it, rather than being like, oh, you're five-year-old the threshold, you're not getting it. Ridiculous. The threshold though. Like, <laughs> there's people there's friends of mine who are from the same area i'm from i'm from Finglas, so it's a disadvantaged area who have applied for susie and they won't get it because their parents could be like one of my friend's parents was four mm-hmm.
2: sorry Eve, what did you say i just lost yeah, the last you, sentence. So one of your off. parents one of their parents as well
4: yeah one of her parents was 40 over the threshold. Mm-hmm. And, hmm, oh god so she had to pay it out of and she's still paying it off now and she's doing it. and it's just it's it's sickening it's upsetting it's ridiculous so definitely
0: I, I don't even know it's just it's that, it's, it's that to that extent as well that like you don't even know you speak about like stuff like this and it's like
4: you're screaming into the void when you're talking about these. Yeah like that when it comes to the government they don't listen they don't care they only care about a certain few people who are privileged and have money and can like afford to go without thinking twice about it they don't look at working class people and go oh maybe we should help you
0: soon actually like that's such a good point you made i actually read out something that we got over the week when it came to the polls that we did um someone said if you're just over the bracket for susie you're screwed because you get no financial help that's exactly what you were just talking about there like being. Just five euro over the threshold you're like screw that's it the end like oh you know what you guys have enough financial income go ahead and pay for pay for fees you know and like, that's that's a system that absolutely needs to be reformed from the ground up i think susie needs to be
2: <laughs> you know what's like, you know what's mad at all about it that it's a, it's like an algebra equation it's like you know let's say like have all these these grants available for people to access like just forget about all the grants you would have you could scrap all the grants and just Reduce the fees. Really then there'd be nobody, well. then you wouldn't need, you wouldn't need all the applications going in. You wouldn't need all the, this trying to rejig money to make it available for grants. Just reduce the fees and accept it the way it is. That's that. Or put money into education. Like it's, uh, it's, it's like everything. If there's, you know, you're like, if there's a will, there's a way. It's like the, will, the will isn't there. Like I, I know what you were saying. If like, I, I've been there before and felt and felt that because I, I grew up uh, in and it's not to be like playing a violin. I know you don't want to do that either, but you, you, sometimes you have to look at the reality and go, oh, Jesus!" Like I mean, mm-hmm. somebody else is gonna have way more opportunities than me, and that and that is unfortunately there's always that to void and we're always trying to break it. Not that we can't do it, but you definitely have to fight to do it. Mm-hmm. But like with, with university, like the. What was I going to say? I to completely forgot what I was going to say. I hate that. Um, oh, <laughs> my worry. God. Oh, somebody else start you. talking. it will go back Liam, to you in a second. I hate that. Ahead. I'm so passionate about it. Like, it flew up my ear. Like, <laughs> <He'll> <laughs> I'll come, come back to, back you. to me now in a second. I will come back to you. Liam. Go ahead.
3: Okay. So I'll start talking, but if I start, I won't stop. So I have a, no ahead. shock. I have a lot to kind of say on this. And the thing is, it is achievable. It is possible. And I think that's the thing that we've been kind of confusing ourselves with is that no oh no big government no who is the government the government are people we are the people and we are the ones that get to have a say in how our government is structured and, and and what it does and when you put us all together we come up on close to half a million um people in this country is students you know when we come together um at least over a quarter of a million students you know and that is a big sizable like minority or majority of people that are registered to vote and ready to take action but that has to be the key thing we have to be registered we have to be vocal and we have to use our voice otherwise nothing's going to change so the problem here is that you know for too long i think because of the way the system has been structured we see education as a privilege and as something oh god look fair play to you, you're able to go to college or like it's something that's good no it's a right and it's something that like we've gotten it messed up in our heads that it needs to be accessible to everyone because yeah the reasons that we've discussed so yeah. the way that needs to be framed especially to government and that's the problem is that they are obviously privileged and we know that that's why it hasn't changed but it's not a thing of them being like oh no It's not a... I hope it's not a thing of being like, let's keep the lower working classes down. It's more of a thing of, we're not even thinking about them because they're not on our level because we just think everyone is the same as us and has had all the opportunities that we have. That's what's wrong with the world in general is because who's running our our government? Straight white men, usually, who have had access to everything and and are from middle to upper classes um, who've had everything handed to them. But let's look at the the way to actually approach that is by saying to government, okay, you say you want the economy, it's so important to you. You need to have graduates who are gonna be able to participate in that economy. Mm-hmm. As we who are well-rounded, well-educated and fit for purpose. You need like foreign direct investment. We've seen, uh, I think it was 1500 new jobs in Intel down the road from here. We see um, Apple, we see um, loads of different corporations that are coming over here. But yet our own people are not educated enough to be able to partake in that. So we need to say to government, this is an opportunity this is actually an opportunity to invest in because it not only has economic benefits, it also has social benefits. You have a much more educated, well-rounded population who are able to help all around the the, um, the kind of society as well. Um, and so the way that I look at it and the way that you need to frame it to government is that we cannot afford not to take this you cannot afford not to invest in higher education right now because and i know people are going to say it oh but there's a recession around the corner we're in the pandemic like let's do what we did the last time which is we'll increase the student contribution we'll um take out investment in higher education so therefore we're saving money no no we cannot continue to go down that road it was the same approach they took with everything let's look at um any time of any type of, kind of infrastructure, whether it was roads, whether it's trains and stuff like that, they actually took out investment in those things. And now what do we have? We have a housing crisis. We have terrible roads, terrible infrastructure. The country is literally crumbling. What we need to do now in times of crisis is invest. Invest in higher education, invest in building and construction, invest in these things so that you're not only supplying jobs, but you have a future that we can actually believe in. And the problem okay. right now is that as we continue to take money away from that, we don't have a future. And people are going to continue to emigrate. They're going going to continue to leave. And to be honest, I don't blame them. So we need to make that message very clear to government. But the way that you do that is by making our voices heard. And that's why today is so important and impactful. Mm -hmm. It's not just you. Yes, it's important. Go on to, I think it's usi.ie slash EFA, the Education for All page. They have all the information there on what's wrong with the place, but also what to do. Email um, your representatives in the Shannon, in the government, in um, obviously TD's offices and stuff like that. Make your voices heard and highlight your personal issue with it and the fact that you will not vote for them unless they do something about this. And the point that Eve was making earlier, which was fantastic about like going to someone who actually cared, uh, like Lynn Ruan, we yeah, need yeah. politicians who care. Yeah. Therefore, we need to elect politicians who care and who understand. Who and that can be a big thing. But also, another point is talk to your parents. Talk to your grandparents. Talk to the people that I just said would reply to me on Twitter and be like, Oh, stop moaning, stop giving out. How about yeah, you, let's have a conversation. Let's help them understand why yeah. it not only benefits me, but it benefits you to have a society that is better educated and has invested in higher education.
2: Yeah, because you know, That's you awesome know, one, gen- one generation, Liam, will always be giving out, with the other generation, like, there's always it's and it's yeah. only till they have dialogue, yeah. they realize, God, there's so, actually so much in common between you. Like, so the opportunities you didn't get, I'm now not getting those opportunities. Literally. You might
3: 2021, like. You know yeah, I mean? and we're still we're still in a situation like you said earlier, where people are going to have to go into menial jobs that like they're you know they they're not really passionate about, and therefore they're going to suffer from depression. They're going to suffer from a number of different things down the line, and the circle is just going to continue to repeat.
2: I, I've I've seen some companies I won't name them uh, come on campus, and uh, they're they're kind of they they're you know looking for students. This was back before the, the pandemic, but like I, I know from being I, I was before I was a chaplain. I was in the uh, I was at the corporate world, worked in sales for like. US multinationals and like they they can be great jobs but they can also be like completely soul destroying jobs if you're not going into the right sector for the right reasons and i just get this feeling like any, any sort of company comes along now to a young person coming out of college they'll just jump I've, I've heard some of the discussions uh, students have been telling me like um sorry to say young people there's obviously people of all ages go through university some of the masses but like the, the idea of just like oh god I just need to get working because now I need to start repaying the money back or my family's been struggling because I've been in university and stuff and, and where that will lead to lead to a lot of like disillusioned uh, people in, in at a certain age bracket and again that like, what impact is that going to have in society? And you you said it as well, Liam, about people coming out being well-rounded. Like that that is that's so important to everything. Like I look at the, the there's always this thing about like you guys would have heard it, um, because I'm mean, right in saying like I I get so mixed up. With are you like Generation Z? Is everybody on this call Generation Z or I don't know what generation you are? I don't whatever. Know what generation I don't know. know. But you, you often hear like you, you often hear, like, people talking about like students nowadays. And I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just saying this is the kind of rhetoric you hear in society. Mm. Oh, what about the resilience and blah, 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 Can they handle any pressure and all this kind of stuff? I'm sure you guys have heard that. And you probably hate it. You would go, absolutely. My God, what the hell? But it's it's because I, I think like what they don't realize students are having to put up with is you're going through this su- such a difficult journey to get through university. Like, how would you not be broken down during that process? Yeah. And how would you not come out at the end of it and feel a little bit defeated? And um, you okay. should be you should be exultant that you've got through. Know, you should be ex- celebrating. It should be such a big thing, rather than oh God, I just have to get through Like i have just got to get through this. And what, yeah. what's my future? And there's so many. And I, I and particularly with COVID. And this, this this is this is the destruction for all human beings. When you lose hope, like hope is such an important thing for us. And you guys have to hope for a brighter future. You have to hope that when you come to university. There's a really good life for you guys waiting. And I do believe there is. But at the moment, you're having to fight for it. Um, yeah. So when I hear that result, I go, oh, "Hold on, now, you know, the, like you have to look from the ground level." But that's the difference with the maybe previous generation, where they might have got through that process a bit easier, and they would have come out into the into the uh, they would have come out into the workforce and said, "Right, I can do what I want. I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to go off traveling for a year. I'm going to like maybe just explore myself a little bit more. I'm going to able to do that. The freedom, to be able to do that as a human being, is so important to what you do for the rest of your life. You don't just jump in." two-footed into something that's completely wrong for you and unfortunately the the fees and all that the money involved in university i think that's pushing people down roads they won't necessarily want to go down uh if they had more yeah. options you know so
1: i i think i definitely think yeah you're right in saying you know like that dialogue of like you know oh they're like what are they giving out about should they have it like so easy and it's like do we it's like when you know like not to sound like someone who studied American history and like uh, for leaving search, but you know, when you would have seen in like, um, like post, post-World post War, you know, and like when housing in like America, you know, and housing was plentiful and stuff and, you know, and you could walk into a job. And like, that was a lot of the cases like here where, you know, I always laugh when I look back and, you know, man be like, oh, what? Like when I was in secondary school, I'm like oh, why don't you go around to a few of the local shops and, and ask if you have any jobs, assuming that like, you know, you can just walk into a place with a CV hand it in and all of a sudden get a job like that because in the past like that's what you could do and like fair enough that's the mentality that someone was raised with that's fine but I think when people don't realize how different it is for um, and for like the younger generation that like you can't go into a minimum wage job at the moment unless you have a degree you know it's like people just like won't hire you it doesn't matter if your degree is in veterinary science or is in arts or is in maths like if you were applying for a job in mcdonald's you know they're going to be like oh what was you did you do a yeah. degree you know yeah yeah, and it's like and that's not shitting on any any specific workplace i worked in mcdonald's myself i was just bef- i i'm speaking of that from my own experience and that like you know everywhere looks for you for, for um for what your degree is and that was the way it was with secondary school like until secondary school was made freely available to all like to everyone, you know, it was a case of oh look, sure, if you did your leaving search, if you didn't do your leaving search. It doesn't really matter. Then when it was available to everyone, it's like okay, well, it does matter. Like you know, then it was the next step up is you know, everyone wants a degree, and it just like it's mm. so much more difficult then because I think especially with our generation, like we have to live with I think as well. This this is a whole other conversation, but like we obviously have to live with all the repercussions of everything that the previous generations have gone with and whether that's anything from the housing crisis to the climate crisis all of those issues that we have on our minds because realistically it's like that's nice like to say that oh it's not a big issue it's like yeah because you're going to be like to some people they're going to be dead before they have to worry about it whereas we're going to be dealing with it for the next 70 years and you know life expectancy continuing to rise and get longer is great until we have to live with the climate climate crisis for an extra twenty years, you know. Yeah, that's um, exactly right oh, there's like so much, so much of that. uh, uh, That's
2: what I'm so, saying. We can't lose hope, Carol. Oh, we can't oh, lose hope. Well, no.
1: <laughs> but no, no. But what I mean is, like, I know what you say, no, but what, I know what, what I mean is, like, you know, it's so it's so easy for people it's to say true. like this and that and the other, and it's always say, oh, you have it so easy. But realistically, like, when you look at it from a different perspective, and that's what I'm saying. Like what Liam was saying about like having those conversations with the other generation, like, I would have had, I've had plenty of conversations with my parents about, like, you know, whether or not uh, education should be publicly funded or whether it should just be a higher investment in the grant system. And they'd be very much like, you know, well, why don't they, just, like, to get those people who are falling through the cracks, why don't they just further invest in the grant system? And it's like, yes, that's all well and good. But the problem is, is that when more investment is put into um, the grant system and those people who are saying, giving out about the fact they can't afford, rightly so, giving out about the fact they can't afford higher education are silenced because suddenly they are able to afford it. The problem is that then it's seen as much easier to then raise the fees again, you know? And that's where it's like, you know, if you're going to supplement, and it's the same with loads of issues, if you're just going to supplement the gaps, then all of a sudden, those who are against raising fees further because they'd fall out of the ability to... A, like to engage with that service are going to be like quiet, so then when fees go up again we're just back at square one you know where the gap like, where it's like you people who can't who get your grants those in the middle, those who can if you fill that gap, that gap just moves you know and that's why it's so important that like it's not just investment in a grant system it's investment in the funding of the education sector as a whole you know and 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 the, I, and in my opinion like the abolishment of fees and the introduction of a publicly funded higher education model like as yep. bare minimum and then grants on top of that to cover everything in addition like all the stuff around accommodation you know your um your maintenance grants your travel your um course materials all that is what should be covered with the grants you know not just trying you know, to do you, do you know what yourself the sad, in the door
2: do you know what the sad thing is on like you think with society like unfortunately a lot of governments make that mistake of, of not looking at the, the generations coming through. It's the same for, like, people involved in sports. If you don't think of the young people, the infrastructure, what we're going to do, where we're we going to get our future uh, uh, sports hmm. stars unless we look after the young people. We're just going to focus on the ones that are there currently. And you think, like, I'd, I'd say for every politician uh, at the moment, housing crisis, like, you know, housing crisis um the economy you know let's be honest probably education isn't in their bill but they're not realizing that those that housing crisis whatever like i don't want to be cruel but like you know there's less less life left in the people kind of in, in, involved in that. and you're talking about this is the next you guys are the next generation coming out going to be in the workforce you're going to be supplying like basically the ammunition like for for, for the country to actually get on and get moved forward and unless we look after you now and look after future generations it's not going to be there like, what, what's going to happen if they, probably the only way they'll see, and it wouldn't be good for society, is if you see the CAO numbers dropping rapidly. Nobody's applying for university. Then there's no bums on seats. There's no money coming in. You can be sure the fees will be scrapped then. but at that point, it's too late. You're talking about a generation that doesn't go to university. What's that going to do on a brain drain on, on the country? Yeah. Investment. Companies are going to pull out going, well, we don't have enough graduates. So, we're, you know what I mean? You can see the, the cycle. Sometimes they forget the most obvious things is just yeah. have the education system there. Like you were saying, Kieran. Have it fully paid for, like, be let's be really proud of it. And, like, I'm yeah. telling you now, like, dude, God, people be going far and wide to get Irish graduates. Like, they'd be just there'd be so many of them, they'd be able to just not only work in Ireland, they'd be just spreading all over the world as well, just bringing yeah. that like wealth and knowledge everywhere. And, and, like, one thing I've seen, um. Sorry, I just am
1: not holding like being yeah, proud. Poor, and... poor Buki never gets a word in.
0: <laughs> I know. Sorry. Buki's the co. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to keep going on this. Side. I just I do want No, to no, finish. I
1: was just gonna I was just gonna say like that whole thing of like we like, I, I I've heard yeah, it before, I'm you know.
0: To, I'm gonna have to cut you here No, 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 no. I just, We're literally just, at the just end just of time. Just, like, so I do, I do want to go to Eve and Liam and let them talk just to be honest with <laughs> that. So I know we have guests here. Let's I never
1: get to talk on this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I
0: will, I will give you the time period of how long you've talked on this. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, so yeah, Liam and Liam might keep on going. So as we were saying on that topic, I know I think Liam, you had something to say. And then Eve, I don't know as well if you had something to say on those topics as well. Uh, yeah, just about what Kieran was saying
4: about the, if you don't invest now you're going to lose out in the future when it comes to graduates yeah. I, i'm going to bring up again i ultimately think that's a class issue they don't want the working class to rise up to the ranks just yeah. getting into government they don't want us showing our they don't want us to do that because if we do that they lose their position hey. well,
1: say it louder for the people in the back yes
4: <laughs> and they don't want that
1: <laughs> that's it
3: and i think um kind of what other kieran was in earlier which is that you know why don't politicians change these things like it's so blatantly obvious and a lot of it like from what from what we study in politics some of it majority of it is down to short-termism and that is that yeah you're elected into a position i know for myself obviously i'm elected into a one-year term and but if you're a politician you're given about five years probably less than that or whatever so you're constantly thinking especially in terms of constituencies what can i achieve in a short term that's going to get me elected again instead it's never like long-term okay what is this long-term strategy this long-term plan and that's the problem with the irish government is that we don't strategize or think about the future um and that's something that needs to change and i think the thing that annoys me about this discussion is people being like oh like who do you think you are like that we're never going to like do that we're not going to invest in higher education or we're not going to um get rid of fees we literally did it 20 years ago don't tell me it can be done it can be done and it's about understanding why it needs to be done and, and really making that the issue that needs to be kind of brought to the to the fore, really, um, and that's why it's so important to elect politicians who understand that and who are going to do that. And like you've said, it's about getting rid of the privilege at the top and electing those people into those positions. And unfortunately, in Irish politics, it's often the thing of oh sure that's joe down the road that's whoever that's you know what i mean like he's a nice lad yeah he might be a nice lad but what are his policies what are what is the politics <laughs> here? What, are, what is he actually going to do and that unfortunately is not what we do in ireland and that needs to change and it needs to be something that we as young people change <laughs> and then even the point of like you know we face a lot of things in the future like whether it's climate change whether it's more uh, pandemics because don't get me wrong like this is going to continue to happen with climate change it's, it's systemic um, and it's going to continue to happen who's going to be the ones coming up with the vaccines who's going to be the ones coming up with the cure yeah, yeah. answer yeah. ideally for for ending you know climate change it's people who are educated it's people who've had the opportunity because there are very very smart people very intelligent people very uh, passionate and really unique people out there who have the potential But sorry, you're from a working class background or you don't have the opportunities that the rest of us have. So therefore, no, we could have cured cancer by now. We could have solved climate change, you know, and I think it was something bookie. You actually I think it was you shared it on your story or someone where the first person to ever come up with a vaccine um, was actually a black man in America. who was a yeah, who had no right who had no, um you know, didn't even get to be seen as a citizen. So it just shows you that, like, when we include everyone, when we have access to education for everyone, amazing, incredible opportunities can come from that. And that's something that we're actually stopping ourselves from achieving. um so,
0: yeah. ooh, 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 I love that. And you know that point? Do you know what I was thinking about throughout this whole conversation? Some great
2: passion there. Love Honestly, it. I
0: was just listening and I was like, do you know what I've been thinking this whole time? We're talking about, like, especially our government instructions as well and looking at it. And what I'm seeing constantly happening is that our government is trying to, to lay, they're trying to build this um, system off a, a very, very unstable and very, very uneven and rocky foundation. Like our systems are so flawed underneath the surface. So when we're looking at, oh yeah, you know, we want to get more, like that thing you said, short-termism as well. That is a perfect example of it where we're like, oh, what can I do that will make me get in um, get into this office and then you'll get yeah. out quickly. So what they do is they look at these systems and like, you know, what? I'm just going to make, do whatever, I'll start up with a rocky foundation. You know, my dad says this a lot, actually. It's like, when you're trying to build a house, you don't build it on uneven foundation or rocky foundation because when you keep doing that, what you're going to do is you're going to set a house on top of something that will essentially crumble later on. That's what our systems are looking at like right now. We're like just scratching the surface and saying, oh yeah, we're going to build this system of higher education. We're going to not fund it. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing now. And underneath that is literally the the most unrocky foundation, most uneven foundation of
4: like
0: where you mentioned it again, Liam. I know I'm pulling out these different (laughs) things where it's like, yeah, our systems are built on Um, governments that are full of straight white men. Um, And they're they're doing this with this uneven surface. And on top of that, they're saying, you know, we're going to lay equality on that. But that's not possible, sir, because if you do have a rocky foundation, your surfaces are going to be rocky as well. They're going to be uneven. So this equality that you're talking about, oh yeah, we want to give people access to education. We want to give people access to healthcare. It's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie because your your, your foundation is flawed. It is broken. It is crumbling. And so we're seeing through that we're seeing through those cracks and those those rocky foundations and we're like you know what we need to dismantle a lot of the systems that we have right now and start from scratch and yeah the short term isn't even going to cut it so we need people who do care and want to establish long-term policy long-term things that will benefit people in the future because after that (laughs) you're only doing it for your own benefit I don't know why I laughed like that that was kind of creepy (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah like just uh it just
3: I think for me like as a Calvin man as i always tend to bring up in every conversation you know, i'm all about like i don't like waste i want to make sure we're getting the best value for our money those kind of things and i think as a society that's what we need to do more of because like you said when the foundation's wrong that is the higher higher education system in ireland let's take that for example <laughs> and like we discussed earlier yeah grants are great but they're like you're 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 trying to like help people get into a problem that it, overall if you fix the foundation of the problem yeah, you wouldn't like a ha- you wouldn't need like a, like a plaster
2: things. or a band-aid yeah, 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 yeah. all these scholarships you wouldn't need
3: uh, grants you wouldn't need these kind Thank of things you. and that is the problem is that especially as a government, we never think of the wider big picture solution and that is the problem and it's, it's really, really frustrating then when you see like you get little glimmers of hope and you see the likes of you know the h- further and higher education department now we have a department of further and higher education yay problem solved no because that department has no power. You have Simon Harris sitting up there, don't get me wrong, lovely fellow, I've met him. I definitely think these politicians care. I think they care, but I don't think they see the bigger picture, which is that it's all well and good to be in that position to be getting your paycheck. But what are you actually doing? The Department of Further and Higher Education has no power, it has no influence. It doesn't get yeah, to tell yeah, yeah. institutions what to do. Instead, we've let institutions wreak havoc and have too much autonomy, which don't get me wrong, I love a bit of independence and autonomy, especially as students' unions, we need that. But as government departments, which essentially higher education institutions are, maybe act like it. You know, when we go into um, level five lockdown, Simon Harris comes out and he says, um, guys, can you like go into level five? And then UCC says, no, we're going to level three. NUIG says, no, we're going to level five. Like Minute could be like, no, we're just not going into lockdown. Don't Which, say it. Yeah, There's literally no power over it. Yeah. What we need is to have a centralized higher education system like they have in Scandinavian countries, like Sweden is a perfect mm-hmm. example, where the funding goes into that system. It goes across the board and you have more control and say over what happens and in in the different institutions and stuff like that. So I think that is part of the problem. And that is one example of how this solution can come about but again it's just about big picture thinking yeah.
2: you, you asked book you asked earlier on about like how do we channel the all the the passion now and the kind of the 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 anger and everything how do we channel that into like the future and i think like liam you've talked about it and i don't know eve what your stance is on, on politics i know the guys i know Buki. you were looking to move into you know kind of student politics and care on as well i know you guys have in, huge interest in all that like and th- and that is the future it's like how do we Unless we see change happening, you, you see with the recent referendums in Irish history, the change that can happen in the country when, when people really want something to happen, mm-hmm. like it can happen, and you got to get out, mobilise that that vote and all that kind of stuff. But what the sad thing about all this is, you think like we, we shouldn't be like young people. I say we sometimes I still feel like a student because I'm in university. I'm I'm in between all the different uh, zones. I think, but um, like young people shouldn't be pitted against, let's say, uh, I don't know, um people between, I don't know, the age of 30 and 45 who are like struggling with mortgages and stuff. They're, uh, they're, like old age pensioners shouldn't be pitted against another section of society. It's always like the, the money's, like it's like they feel like we have to take from those people to give it to those people as opposed to, well, why can't we look after everyone? Like, why can't we look after the people who really need to be looked after and and work whatever way we need to do it because like we're intelligent enough to be able to, to work. I mentioned that even the thing about the like the, the road system or whatever it is, like whatever way we can make money like. And I think, there isn't a person that, like there isn't a person in Ireland who pays taxes, especially one those who have kids or even young people in their lives, like whether they're relations or something like that, or just want to see a better, a better society, who wouldn't mind paying the money. Like, like, like tax wise, I it would not But if I knew that my little daughter, who's eight months now, if I knew that she was going to walk into a free university, like no problem paying the money for that. No problem. And she's gonna have the opportunity to get to a certain level of education, then make her own choices in life. Absolutely. Same with healthcare, whatever it is, or you know, like, why is it decided we do this, that we kill each other? And for me, it's the big thing for you guys and for all future, like, uh, students coming through generations. It's like, you got to get to like, people are sitting on about politics again. Let's get into politics. Like, if nothing's stopping you getting in to politics, and then you can represent, you know, and and talk to the politicians, like, encourage all the, the, the students that we know, talk to every politician and ask. get away from the whole "Ah, IA sound bloke or whatever. You're one nice or whatever. You know what I mean? Or whatever stupid reason you might vote for somebody like ask their policies, like and make them. And there's so, there are, there are a lot of politicians out there now, like, um, whether they be like, uh, ethnic minorities or there's somebody who's coming from, uh, maybe a socioeconomic background is different or whatever. It's, you know, uh, maybe it's not the norm. They're the ones like go and ask them what are their policies. If they're, if they're in tune with what we're looking for, then vote for them. You know what I mean? um, but yeah, I just hate that business of like, we have to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, that, that's, what, that's what, unfortunately, the discussion is going to happen. If people look at this video today and they're from a different uh, generation or they're dealing with their own issues, maybe they're a fat, like somebody's a mother or a father dealing with like, oh God, I have a mortgage and I have kids going to school and everything. They're going to be thinking, oh, like they're going to take money off me now to pay the students. You know, that's the way the whole, stu- and the government allows that to happen. I think they, I think they, flourish in that situation because then they can go right yeah who's, who's the next bunch of voters let's go after that topic you know and so, it's also this
3: idea of like, yeah. divide and conquer is because when especially the working classes are divided on race or divided on um sexuality or a number of different issues and these stupid issues that we shouldn't care about at all then we're yeah. not on what the government's doing and i think the big thing for me it's always about like well where's the money going to come from and we've been we've been kind of forced into this kind of thinking of like oh, well, gosh, golly, it shouldn't be me. Or like one of the things I was just thinking about there when someone was talking, I was kind of like, when, you know, when we go out and we were kind of protesting or we're saying, you know, oh, well, it's not fair. This year has been terrible on students. And everyone's like, yeah, well, it's been terrible on everyone. I've had to, blah, blah, blah. yeah, like you might've been stopped working in your room, but you don't have to pay to work in your room. You don't have to pay thousands of euro for the privilege of using your own laptop and your own devices to study something that you want so that you can go and get a job. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. And I think that's part of the problem is, it's, like you said, it's about breaking down those barriers, having these discussions cross-sectionally across society. Like, that's why um, Repeal the Aid and Marriage Equality were so successful. Is because people who were passionate about these topics went out and spoke to their grandparents and spoke to people who would have been seen as very conservative or people like that wouldn't normally understand these issues or would be very entrenched in a certain position. Um, and they actually broke down those barriers and helped them understand on a personal level why this is important and that's what we need to do starting from today is talk to people that aren't students but also understanding that it's not just a student issue we are out here breaking our backs fighting for higher education funding what does higher education funding fund it funds the university it funds you know the university executive it funds staff within the university it funds lecturers it funds um the ability for the university to do what it what it does so it's not just about us and obviously the university can't be the ones to come out and protest with us because they have to work with the government and they're legally cannot, you know, really do that. And I completely understand that, but it's about helping people understand that this fight is about much more than just a bunch of windy students, you know? Yeah.
0: Y'all, y'all, this conversation was like very, very, very <laughs> like I actually, I wish I, I could sit here for like another two hours and actually just talk about this all day because I was just like, what the hell? So we actually didn't get to do um any of our like, dilemmas, but that didn't really matter too much because we covered so much on those topics and like the, honestly thank you so much Eve and Liam for coming here and Taryn uh, Thank you guys
2: <laughs> like um, thank
0: you so much. Um what I will do is I will be announcing the prize winner of our um draw. I think I'll be doing that on our sorry on our socials so because we just got caught up with time today and honestly I'm not even mad about it as well. So yeah Thank y'all so much for coming to this episode of Good Morning If you were watching, if you're listening back over this, thank you so much for listening. And we hope that this inspires you to... To, to not be put into a place of fear and understand that you are fighting people's futures especially your children and their children and their children afterwards so we're trying to assemble the future you know so let's do this um
2: message of hope the hope is still there definitely
0: exactly and anyone yeah. who's watching right now we do have the usi virtual protest coming up right after this it's at 1 p.m and like i said so usi.ie slash efa so education for all get on it come through get your virtual backgrounds up we're gonna do this so let's start <laughs> yeah I don't know if
2: you can hear me. Like, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> no, you've gone. There. Oh, oh my god. Here pardon pardon
3: it. It. silent or silenced. <laughs> 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 Who shut off his
0: mic. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Instagram bio. It's in our Instagram bio. That's what he said. I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. My eyes opened wider. But yeah, so that is it. <laughs> off it today.